I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gents. As always, your main man, Mr. Watson Flake, here hosting the show with my very trusty, very lovely, very beautiful oh, co-host. So <laughs> so co-host Hayden Lowe um, here with another episode of Life Must Go On. Today's episode is going to be especially delicious, as Nacho Libre once said. Um, it's going to be wonderful. I don't think he ever said that. No, he said, remember, today's din- Wait, today's lunch is especially delicious. Oh, there and you he go. Like dumps all the stuff all over. <laughs> what a great film. I don't care who you are. That's a great <laughs> film. Um, anywho, today with us we have in fact I'm getting out I'm getting out of hand. Sorry. I'm letting Hayden take over. Hayden, take over. You introduce us. I do too much of this. Yeah, you don't trust yourself today. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, I feel fearful. Monson's had a, a rough couple of days. He's He's had ups and downs, but mostly ups. Yeah, he's, you know, is it? Is it? We're living life must go on. Let's just say that. It yeah. kind of sucks that I have to well, it doesn't suck. It's a good thing. <laughs> Once had lots going on. We'll get into that Life someday. You know how it is. Can't Any who's in Flugan. Um, Monson's favorite quote. <laughs> We've got a couple items of business. We are officially an LLC. Woo! Let's go. Let's go. The Big LMGO dogs. LLC. Super exciting. So that's one thing we're doing. We've also got subscription services that will be lined up in the next couple weeks here. So that you guys can come and support us a little bit more with donations and whatnot. And part of the subscription, you get access to special content. Yes, we'll be putting out an extra video a week with outtakes from our previous episodes, some other tomfoolery that kind of goes on behind the scenes. Maybe a little special episode that we'll mm. release every every so often. So we're excited to, to be, give you guys some more content for sure. Indeed. Um, anything else that you had in mind, Monson? I think that's all I got from our end. Okay, dope. That's it. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All's well. Okay, that's what's st- going to be coming up. So if you have any questions or anything, message me on Instagram. It's very easy. You just send a message. <laughs> and then those of you who listen, who I know have my number, text me. Yeah, if you've got thumbs, you can text. It's true. And even if you don't have thumbs... You can still text. You can still text. That's what Siri's for. It is true. We love her dearly. And you still have fingers. I mean, you can, you know, <laughs> like an like old dude takes the phone, sets it on the table, and just two-pointer fingers. Dude, you can even like, use like your nose. I'll be honest. I hold my phone like an old man. Like sometimes I'll like hold it and then hold it with my left hand. You like, like pull your glasses down and, and you're then, like squinting. You're like <laughs> well, and then with like holding my pointer it five finger, feet from your face. My pointer finger, I'm sliding <coughs> up and down. I'm like, hey, check this out. This is cool. And I just look like an old guy. Anywho, but it doesn't matter. I'm an old soul. Sorry, getting out of hand here. I wanted to introduce the most important part of today's episode. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. You hear the silence? <laughs> hey, that's, shut that's up. Uh, that's what, there's a reason it was silent. <laughs> oh, um, no, but you hear this giggle in the background. This is my man, Ali Farkar. Um, I hope I pronounced that properly. Farkar. Yeah. Yep. Farkar. Yep. Far. Like a car that's far away. Farkar. <laughs> yeah. Parker you got it. Awesome. On your first attempt. Very nice. I do what I can. Good job. I, I practice. It's like I've known you for like four months now, but you know how it is. Well, you're an old soul, so, you know. It's true. <laughs> you know, I may have known each other for many lives. Maybe we knew each other before, you know? Yeah. A multiverse type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so Ali Farkar is going to be joining us today. Uh, we're going to be asking him a ton of questions and getting to know him a lot more. Um, just a little bit about him. Me and Ali, we work together um, at Chargebee, doing cool things. It's awesome. Um, video is not sponsored by Chargebee, so don't think it is, but it will be eventually. Don't even worry about it. Um, but me and Ali, we work together, and one thing that we had in common from the beginning, one of my favorite hobbies that I picked up starting last year was boxing, and I love boxing. Boxing's very fun. It's very exciting. Gets you in shape. It's healthy for you. Dude, it's hype. It is yeah. hype. Hayden boxed. Me and Hayden used to go to the same boxing gym, <laughs> believe it or fun. not. Yeah, I brought him in. It was seriously, and it was awesome, and I got some free shorts out of all of that because of the referral systems and stuff, and then I brought, anyway, it was great. Um, Legends Boxing, big shout out to those guys. Anybody who's in Orem, amazing in, dudes. Yeah, super awesome dudes. Great Legacy's community. Legacy's in Orem, Lehigh. It's all over the place. Sandy, Sandy, yes. Texas, Logan, everywhere, everywhere. So, anywho, sorry, I went on a little rant there again. But I box, and then Ali, not necessarily boxing. It's a part of it. But Ali is a trained semi and pro MMA fighter. And has done MMA for how, how long did you do it for? Uh, I'd say trained for about seven, seven, eight years, maybe five, six of that full time. Yeah, dang, full yeah. time. So like all day, every day, you just trained. Yeah, that's basically my identity. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Dang, for seven years. Yeah, that's yeah. big time, man. It is. Yeah. You know, I went to boxing. You know, every couple of days for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have my own opinions on boxing. I, I think you know it's great. It's better than nothing. What are you gonna but say? it's a limited form of fighting. Are you just yeah. gonna say I'm soft? Is that what you're trying no, to say? You said it, not me. <laughs> how about you? So. How about after the podcast, oh, we do a little dose? Maybe that's the special content. You and me, dosey down well, because I'm gonna light you, you up. Stop takedowns and all right. Oh, that's... okay. Big talk from big guy, huh? No, I'm just kidding. It's yeah. true. Ali's a monster. <laughs> oh. Hey, just for the record, I'm not saying boxing's bad. I'm just saying it's a limited <laughs> form of fighting. No, I agree. I agree. It's He's more Colin like, Monson soft. No, it's more like chess. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, you know, yeah, you got it. Anywho, doesn't matter. Um, but so that's me and Ali. That's kind of the first thing we had in common. I'm sure he saw me shadow boxing at work like I yeah. do and then was like, oh, by the way, I do MMA. And when he first came up to me and said that, um, I was like, ah, oh, BS, bro, don't even, <laughs> you know. You calling him fat? What? No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, like, I, I put on a little bit, a no, little bit. I'm no, not... no, you were a handsome gentleman. Oh, well, you know, I mean, that speaks for itself. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> but, I, no, I appreciate it. Ladies, I appreciate handsome gentlemen, single, ready to mingle, well, you know what I mean? All right. <laughs> you didn't necessarily have to disclose that, but. No, I'm just letting them know. I appreciate it. I'm sure they were already coming to you, but I'm yeah. just making sure that it's solidified. Yep. <laughs> But shadow boxing, though, I mean, that's a great thing. I mean, Conor McGregor, he's he's big on shadow boxing. That's true. And to be fair, like, it's, it, I did it all the time. And when you're in the bathroom, you know, that's the best way you can practice. It's true. It's you fun. I mean, it's get your movements satisfying. in. And, yeah. If you don't have know anything about fighting or boxing and you see somebody in the distance shadow boxing, yeah. you're like, it's judge a real them. thing. It's yeah. a real thing. <laughs> judge them hard. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, who is this guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people don't know anything about mma boxing whatever they may think you're a weirdo but it's true that's legit but then you know what happens once things go down you know um awesome so ali he is originally born and raised in sandy utah um just up the road from us here Uh, my mom currently lives in sandy old murray area kind of just right there good old sandy Uh, good old sandy you know um very 
Sandy. It's <laughs> like sandy <Yeah>. cheeks. <laughs> the rough parts of Salt Lake, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you know, people always be saying Salt Lake and Sandy like they're not so far away. Yeah. Sandy's a whole two cities away from Salt Lake. Yeah, but cities here in oh. Utah are like five, ten minutes apart. That's true. I guess yeah. it's not huge. It's no, like I'm, I'm, I'm driving up the I-15. I'm like, oh, I'm already in Salt Lake. Hmm. And I've yeah. passed like ten different cities. Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah. It's true. Crazy. I mean, it's like what? 20 minutes not not too bad yeah not bad at all not bad at all so i'm with you on that um ali he once again born and raised in sandy utah um his family and ethnical descent is from the middle east he is persian he speaks farsi which i have never heard in my entire life until i met him um i'm sure i've heard it on like a movie like the prince of persia <laughs> No, you definitely didn't. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's not how it works. It's honestly cool. If you could say something to us in Farsi, I'd love it. It's really cool. Oh, say something to cool. your audience, maybe. Uh, Make sure, because if there's someone listening that speaks Farsi yeah. and you're saying nonsense, oh, I'll, goodness. I'll kill you. So you better just. All right, I'll keep it short and simple. Salam Chatori. Oh, come on. That's like what? <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> say like, anyway, you know, you don't have to. Yeah, well, I'm just, see, my, my Farsi is broken. I've like, it's broken. Like, I'm not, I'm fluent. Like, I can carry on a conversation, but it's like, it's broken. You know, it's like, I, I can't. No, right. Well, so I was thinking of saying like, hi, welcome to the podcast, but I don't know how to say welcome in Farsi. Huh. It's weird. So I just hyped you up just for you to share. it. I don't know. I don't know. Beth, I don't know. Uh, gosh, whoever knows Farsi, it's listening. Like, <laughs> well, I heard on, I heard you on the phone. Yesterday, yeah, they're cringing. Like, they've got their hoodie over, and they pulled the cords. They're like, "Stop now!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's certain words that, like, in a conversation when I'm speaking in Farsi, like I, I put it, I like certain words I say it in English, you know. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm with so, you. You know you what I mean? Just mix so, it all up. Yeah, no, like Spanglish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, I mean, how many people here speak Farsi? Like, how many people within Sandy? Are there's a ton Farsi? in Canada. Yeah. Oh, you'd a be lot, surprised. There's a pretty good really? population here, yeah. Dang, that's People wild. coming from Cali. I mean, Cali's like, I mean, Los Angeles, they call it, uh, it's like... Uh, Melting pot. Yeah, basically the capital. Like, I'm thinking of Sacramento of is Iran. the capital. Huh? Oh, you're saying in Los Angeles the capital yeah, of Iran. because there's a, such a big population <laughs> of Persians over there. So they have a whole place in West Hollywood. It's called Persian Square. Really? Yeah. Oh, dang, I didn't yeah. know. Dude, that's cool, man. That's very cool. Yep. Um, are both your parents, did they live there, or are they from here, too? Yeah, they're from uh, Tehran. Dang, is yeah, that where so they met? Yeah, in Dang. the Navy. So. In the Navy? Yeah. Wait, your mom and dad were in the Navy? Yep. Oh, dude. That's sick. I, yeah, so you're soft much. compared to that. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. All right, we're going to have to talk about this after. <laughs> That's why you did MMA, is to prove. You're like, my parents can be in the Navy. Yeah, well. I can do MMA. Yeah, I'm a beast. That's a whole other thing, you know. Hey, we'll talk how about How I got it. into it. Dang, very cool. Well, that's what we're going to talk about, so we'll jump right <coughs> yeah. into that. Um, we're also going to talk about, obviously, your MMA. I know right here you wanted to discuss a little bit further your record. We have you here at 6-3, and three, but I know that there's some more backstory that comes with that, and so don't jump into it yet, but we will. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about that. And Ali does, however, have the – it's still the record, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ali holds the record for fastest knockout oh, in Utah. Just to clear that up, I haven't confirmed it, so we'll say unofficial <laughs> fastest knockout. Unofficial I'm fastest just assuming knockout. it is because... How long? Six seconds? It was six seconds. Six yeah, I mean, seconds. Well, technically, it was probably like three, four seconds, but by the time the ref came in and stopped it, it yeah. took a couple seconds. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. it's a sweet video. If you want to watch yeah. it, if you're into that. That poor kid, I feel bad, man. It's just wrong timing. I mean, just you picked the wrong night to fight me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for him. I was, yeah. You were in the zone? I was. Yeah. I've actually that heard, was... tell me, uh, we'll start from the beginning in just a sec, but when you're in that kind of zone, because I, I remember, I've obviously as someone who's boxed and stuff, I watch boxing videos, mm. and I watch a lot of stuff about Mike Tyson. And he was on a podcast, and he was talking about how he, in a sense, like, would be scared of himself while fighting. And, like, after fights would find himself, like, in tears because he felt as if he had to go into a different zone in -hmm. order to fight people. He had to become, like, a different person than than who he is type deal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which, I don't know. I wonder what your take is on that because there's... Obviously, like, it's a sport, and so everybody's respectful of it. Obviously, there's a couple dudes who aren't, like, you know, the Colby Covingtons of the world, which we don't need to get into. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, like, they know, like, hey, we're here to fight yeah. to, for sport, to entertain people. We're not here to actually, like, we don't hate each other, but we're here yeah. to, to provide entertain- entertainment. And so for you, like, what was it like holding both the respect side, but then as well your competitive side? Yeah, I mean, I mean, even like the Colby thing, I, it's just whole, it's a whole persona. Like, I don't think he's really like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like you said, it's entertainment. It's at that level, when you're at you know at that really high level, you have to be able to sell fights. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I do. I mean, maybe some people out there don't like Colby, but I think that's just a, like I said, just, just the act he puts on. But I think the majority of MMA fighters, especially at the high level, they have. There is that respect, and and I think it just it's come it's the territory that comes with training because mm. MMA, and I think combat sports in general, but specific I can speak on uh, mixed martial arts. It has a way of weeding people out. Mm. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> you know I uh, well I guess I'll answer your first question with with the Tyson Mike Tyson, but uh, <clears throat> yeah I mean there there is a lot of uh, emotions and things that go into kind of fights like when you're when you're backstage you know and you're uh, man you literally feel every single emotion you know what i mean so and sometimes you tap into things where uh, in you that you're just like oh my goodness like it it, you know maybe for some people it scares them and whatnot but yeah i mean it's it's just it's hard to really articulate put into words kind of the feelings that you go through when when you're backstage you have the you can hear the crowd like it's loud out there the lights and and then you the crowd saying oh this that like you're just like and then in the meantime you're trying to keep yourself focused yeah focused and whatnot so that's just to address the tyson thing i think it's it's really relevant for sure when uh you know, when you're focused, because it's all about you. It's not about the opponent. Like, yeah. a lot of the fights are, I would say, 90% mental. It's all yeah. mental. But, like, the training part, like, you can have people that that I saw my training partners, like, really high-level guys that are beasts in the gym, right? But Crazy then they, athletes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they beat up everybody in the gym. But when it comes to fight night. Then they're slack. Yeah, I'm not trying to you know, call it's anyone a out. It's but, <laughs> but Yeah, thing. but I, I can attest to that, that it's a real thing. Like, it actual fight night it's so mental like you can have someone beat someone else and they're not necessarily the better fighter but they just were were mentally strong yeah exactly and uh but yeah going back to what i was saying about how mma weeds people out i mean it's it's just crazy because yeah like i would always see people come and go like when i was Mm -hmm. training you have new people come in maybe they last a few days maybe a week the majority of them would maybe last a week, couple weeks, and leave. Like, very rarely would people keep coming. Mm. 
And a big part of that, I think, is because the training is very rigorous. It's very tough. You know, you have to be able to train. Like, it's hard to come out of a training session without feeling like having being sore and having bruises and this and that. Hmm. And that's if you're actually training properly. And you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But, no, uh, no, it's entertaining. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Cool. Very, very cool. Um, so with all of that, let's go to the beginning. Yeah. What is it? Because as you're saying, it weeds people out. Yeah. It's obviously like most people aren't like, man, I just woke up today. I just want to. There's a couple, but most people aren't like, I just want to fight somebody. I just want to get punched in the face. <laughs> you know, I want to yeah. wrestle people all day. Like yeah. that's not necessarily the average person's thoughts. And so for you, what is it that got you into MMA? Like I've always had just like an, an interest in it and, right. and I've wanted to have those skills and that's kind of what got me into boxing. But at the same time, like I don't, I do boxing because I don't want to like harm myself too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so for you, like what, what was it that got you into it? Yeah, that's a great question, man. Yeah, I, and this goes for your audience as well. If there's anyone out there that's thinking like, hey, they want to try it out for whether it's for fitness, get into shape, which is great. Mm. If they want to do it for self-defense, right? If they actually even want to compete, you know, whatever it may be, or just for confidence, because that was the biggest thing for me coming out of high school is, uh, you know, I, so I was like 19, and I, how I first got introduced to it, so I was, I went, I was at my uncle's house, and he was watching The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. You guys seen The Ultimate Fighter? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, he was... <laughs> we'll watch it later. Hey, don't even worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, Ultimate Fighter is a show where... Uh, the UFC puts on right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a reality show, and they uh, they bring on prospects, you know, that are up and coming. People put them into it. Yeah, they put them like I don't know. Sometimes some uh, I think it's sixteen fighters, and they put them all into a house, right? No no phones, nothing, uh, no contact with the outside world, and uh, yeah, they put them into like this big house, and it's like a tournament style. Right, so they, Jeez. It, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, and it's crazy. It's good. Eventually, we'll get recruited to the U.S. Yeah, so basically, it's tournament style. So whoever yeah. ends up getting to the finals, they and then they fight for the Ultimate Fighter title like yeah. months later on an actual UFC cool. card, and yeah, very cool. whoever wins gets a contract. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, anyways, back to yeah, back to you, back to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going off. But uh, <laughs> now you guys know UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter is though exactly. <laughs> back, back to you, how did Ultimate Fighter get brought up? I, I forgot. Well, you're talking. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but you, back oh yeah, to I'll, you. I'll say confidence. Yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I went. Yeah, so I went to my uncle's house. That's how I, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I got introduced to MMA. Right, right. and so I didn't really have. Uh, a lot of confidence coming out of high school. I was really, uh, you know, scrawny, and I just wasn't. I just didn't have. I just didn't have confidence in hey, myself. What do you man? mean after those pictures we looked at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Monson's seen uh, a picture of me when I was 18, but yeah, and it, it just kind of happened. You know, it kind of happened. I was like, okay, well, I'll try it out. It looked very interesting, and uh, I was like, man, it looks really cool. So I went to the local MMA gym. Uh, Horns Elite Performance, shout out to them, uh, Jeremy Horn, such a great coach, mm. you know, and uh, the people there, you know, I just kind of, I felt like I belonged, you know, and and uh, okay. <clears throat> like throughout high school, like I, I played sports, but I sucked at it, mm. you know, I never was good, so it, I kind of, it was, it was 
kind of filling something like I don't say a void, but kind of like a, a filled something in me that was like, hey, you know, I I can finally try to be good at something, and mm. and uh, it was something I could put my energy into, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and uh, so yeah, was that a was that a hard transition when it was like your whole life you probably are like, oh, I wanted to be <clears throat> good at sports. Couldn't find the one that was, you know, really my niche. Yeah. And then you found one. Was it just like ecstasy, awesome, or was it honestly <laughs> I wish. Was it like a challenge? Like I challenge? wish, yeah, yeah. I didn't have the best learning curve. I got my butt kicked. <laughs> well, I, I mean, every day. Yeah, for, when you start, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. You have to have resilience when when you're training. I, yeah, it, it wasn't easy. I, I got I got beat up and a lot in the gym, which I'm grateful for. Mm. Uh, it taught me a lot and. Uh, but it's just, it was one of those things where like, I look forward to going there cause it was, I don't know how to explain it. It was just fun being there, being, meeting guys and developing kind of like a brotherhood and, totally. um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've thought about this for a while. I don't know exactly kind of what kept me going. I think I just had fun. You know, yeah. was, I think that's ultimately what it came down to. It felt natural being there. Mm. And so... Yeah, and then I I started to get better and better, but it took some time, and and then after you know two three years of solid training, and I got to a point where it's like okay, well I probably want to test myself and start fighting. So compete. Yeah, wasn't really a goal of mine. So my goal, like going into it again, was the confidence thing. It was just kind of develop just something to kind of. Uh, have a hobby right and something to just try out and i didn't really have expectations going into it just more so uh i don't know yeah just trying it out and Mm. it turned into something much bigger than i thought Mm. Hmm. that's wild that's a big change i think subconsciously a lot a lot of it had to do with like confidence i was like hey dude if i can do that like that's that's really cool yeah get out there and and fight and whatnot and learn how to defend myself like that'll make me feel good well yeah that's something that Cause I got bullied as well, like so. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> like in middle school, like in high school, I was fine, but yeah, I think a lot of it was probably subconscious. Like I, I wasn't really thinking about it. Yeah, it was. That's why it drove me to train. So. Totally, huh? Which is a, yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't know. It's really cool. You use the, you kind of use that as fuel, and it's kind of like, well, yeah. Rather than not doing anything, rather than just being like, oh well, I'm not good at sports and people have been mean to me so i'm just gonna you know wallow away it's like you actually went out you tried something and it obviously led to much more things yeah um and then when it comes to competing like uh, that's the hugest confidence boost because well one it's like i assume your first fight is wild super nerve-wracking um but it's like nobody not a lot of people very small amount of people are willing to do that at all like at any level are willing to go into a ring and fight somebody and be like yeah we're going to go in here fight each other until exactly. someone's, you know, either on the ground or choked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that that, t- that takes a lot, but it does – that's a confidence boost for days because you're yeah. like, I'm willing to do something that nobody, the average person, will not do. Exactly. And, I, to, I mean, to add to that, I don't think I've well, – I guess one of my weaknesses could be I never give myself enough credit. You know what I mean? Like mm. when I was doing – like for me it was just – pushing myself but like going in there like I never thought about it like that mm. and a few people brought it up to me where I'm like I, I didn't think about that I'm like yeah that's that's cool like for me it was just pushing myself mm. you know no, I, I think mean? that's it's true right like yeah no one really wants to give themselves credit 
We always discredit ourselves, true. right? That's true. Like anything we do, like Monson's always trying to hype things up for himself. But at the end of the day, like we're our worst opponent, right? Yeah. Mm. Like I don't know if you've so seen true. that in your life. Like what's been the hardest for you? Like that's probably your biggest opponent in the cage even is yourself, right? Absolutely, 110%. You nailed it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not about the other fighter. You're going in there, and it's like if you can – and I can't even say this for, you know, the majority of my fighting career, like in the beginning, like I, I got off to a really good start. Yeah. And towards the tail end of it, I wasn't there mentally. Mm. And I don't think it's a coincidence. That's where like at the tail end of my fighting career, I didn't do as well. Not to use excuses, it's just facts. Like I just wasn't in it. I didn't have that drive that I did when I, you know, I, I don't know if it was a burnout, what yeah. it was. But there was actually a lot, a lot of other components that I could go into. Uh, it's a lot of personal things going on in my life, you know. With uh, go um, into it, I, I, I guess I could. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to hear. I'd love to hear. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, let's start with that first fight. I mean. Yeah, what, what are the emotions? What is it like? It, I mean, the music, it's hype. It's so hype, but it's nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It, and, you know, you go in there and it, you're on autopilot. You don't really, you know, you really don't know what you're doing until after the fight. You watch the tape and, and then, you know, you go from there. But, hmm. uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, leading to just kind of how, how it started and how it ended, I, I mean, I don't know where to start, man. I should I cover that or should I go over? It's up to you, man. Tail end. Cover whatever you want. Yeah. Cover whatever you want. Focused. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot going on in my head as far as like, uh, like what I want to talk about. Maybe we can ask you some questions. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that. Because um, yeah, there's so much going on. Like Hayden brought up, you know, he got me. Like there's things going on in my head yeah. that I was going on. Oops, that was going on at the end, you yeah. know. And then now it's like I wanted to address your question at the beginning. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, there's good. so much going on. So yeah, go ahead and no, bring it out of me, man. Um, go through it, and we can go through it in order. I mean, from the first fight, you did you win your first fight? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you go in there on autopilot, and I know exactly how it is when you're nervous, when you're doing something, you know, new. It's like you're you're really go you're moving, but like you don't really grasp everything yeah. until, like you said, afterwards. And then you're like, oh, I could have done this way better. I could have done this way better. Um, but thankfully, you came out on top. And so, as far as you with confidence and everything like that, what was it that got you? To win and then how did it feel after winning and then looking back and be like dang i was just this unconfident little boy a couple years ago and here i am i just won an mma fight there's fans watching right it's filmed it's <laughs> hype yeah that first fight it's it was in laramie laramie wyoming and it was mm. uh, there's there's not a lot of people there uh, that was probably the only fight where there's maybe a handful of people in the audience i mean it was <laughs> it was it was quite an event, you know. The uh, it was in a the fight was in an auditorium, like a high school, like it was in a gym. Hmm. So it wasn't uh, yeah. It, it was it was strange the way it was set up, but yeah. I mean, what what got me the victory in that one? The kid was more game than I thought. Uh, I wasn't expecting him to be as tough as he was. He came out strong, and and the first round was pretty, you know, it was pretty back and forth. It was pretty, you know, it was action packed. And then my coach, I remember in the second round, I mean, in between rounds, between the you know, at the end of the first round, he was like, 
just take him down. You know what I mean? This kid is coming out hard. Like, just get the win. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, we both landed some shots, but at that point, it's like, okay, let's let's just get the win. So, yeah, I took him down both rounds, and um, and I was pretty tired, but I think that's an a, a give credit to my training and mm. my training partners. Um, you know, really, you know, we a lot of strength and conditioning, hard training, yeah. and then that leads to you know when you're in the fight and you're tired, you don't really think about it because your body, you got to train to fight when you're tired. Yeah. So I think that was a difference maker in that first fight because that kid was tough, man. He could have, you know, if I, if I didn't have the training I had, I don't know how that fight would have went. Mm. So, yeah, it was definitely a confidence booster at the end of it because I knew I went the whole three rounds. And on your first fight, you can't complain. You know, you, right. get, you get it's practice, right? You get those minutes in. And so I wouldn't have had it any other way. And it went three rounds, and that gave me a lot of confidence for my other fights. Because I'm like, hey, I went three rounds and didn't skip a beat. I wasn't, I was tired, but I pushed through it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, for and sure. then follow that up with my second fight, which was the, uh, the knockout. Oh, the yeah. You want to talk about obstacles in life must go on. I mean that. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of short notice fights, so yeah. that that second one was uh, it's quite interesting how it happened. So the week of the fight. Uh, my opponent pulled out, right? So I was, huh. I was pretty bummed out. And then the so we have weigh-ins the day before fights, right? So on Friday I was at work, huh. and uh, my manager texted me. She's like, "Okay, well, do you want to fight? We just have an opponent line up for you, or something like that." I don't remember exactly what the text said, but um, yeah, I was like, "I'm game," and that's kind of, that was my mentality like throughout my fighting career. Is like yeah. I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, right? And that could be good and bad. And thankfully hmm. for me, it uh, it helped because it got. I wouldn't have had as many fights if I didn't have that mentality. Yeah. So, talking about obstacles, that's where I kind of just I didn't think twice about it. For me, I'm like I'm gonna jump on that opportunity. Hmm. And so I was like, I convinced my manager to let me get off work, and <laughs> went straight to the gym, put on a. What do you call it? Those uh, sauna suits that you get from oh, Walmart. Like the sweat suit. Yeah, the sweat suits. Uh, yeah, man, I cut I cut twelve pounds in five hours. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's so bad. So it it was, and to think about it, like, you know, if you're not prepared, you don't have that preparation. Like, weight cutting is an art. So for me, I did it kind of the rough way. You know what I mean? But that was just my like I said, my mentality is where I feel like. And this is why I came on the show, because I, I love what you guys are doing with this podcast. You know what I mean? Like, mm. a lot of uh, the, the message you guys are sending, I love it. And that's kind of really, it relates a lot to kind of the mentality that I had as a fighter, where it's like, okay, just stuff happens, fights drop, but when the opportunity shows up, you take it. You don't just sit there and be pissed. Hey, my fight fight dropped. Mm. And my fight got canceled. I'm just, I'm mad. I, and whatever. I just, you just take what you got and you make the best of it. And, and then it ended up being that six second knockout. Nice. I don't know what, what it had. I don't know if there's, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I remember I was in the backstage for that specific fight. I was pacing back and forth, but I was just, I don't know what was going on in my head, but I was just on point for that night. Mm. And it was just the, that kid just chose the wrong night to fight me. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I had several fights where I had, uh, I would say, 30 40% of my fights were all short-notice fights. Really? Wow. wow. Yeah. That's so. hard. It's hard. It's, I mean, it takes a lot to mentally prepare. I mean, for the most part, you're going to have fights that are planned out. 
a month, two months, three months in advance. <laughs> and then when it comes, it's like, oh, you have a week yeah. to prepare. And you're like, oh, I'm currently kind of fat. I need to lose, you know, 20 pounds right. to make weigh-ins. In five hours. Yeah, which is, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. Yeah, and it's, that is probably the toughest part. Yeah, oh, I imagine. You know, that's the actual fight, making weight. Oh, it sounds it's awful. Rough. Yeah. It sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. I like making weight the opposite way. You know, I just... <laughs> eating a lot of I agree I mean me, me and Hayden went to McDonald's at midnight last night you know what I mean so <laughs> <laughs> so if they need me to beef up on their heavyweights yeah. no I'm just kidding but uh that that's really wild and so thank you for touching up on on everything with life must go on by the way but with that being said I know that you've mentioned to me just partially and I wanted to save it all for the we were going to talk about this at work but I said I want to save it for the podcast so just wait but you start off with your fighting career. Things are, were going really well at the beginning. And then through the middle, towards the end, you said that there was just some nonsense hit the fan. And uh, yeah. things just kind of went south. What do you Dive into it, would you please? Yeah, I mean, sure. I, that, that's what kind of got me... Uh, you know, earlier I was kind of just lost there because there, there's just a lot I was processing in my head yeah. Yeah. during that time. And, uh, yeah, it, man, I mean, yeah, 2000. So let me, let's see how I want to structure this. Yeah. I, so 2013, I had a pretty busy year mm. fighting. You know, I, I got four fights in within like six, seven months and Sweet. busy year, successful year. Um, 2014. Is that a, at the point where you're doing it full time? Yeah, yeah, doing a full time, and my mentality was fight as many you know as many times as I could. Mm. Uh, that was my that was my life. That was fun, man. That's just what I wanted to do. And 2014, uh, I had a couple fights. I took another fight short notice, so I had a fight in April, and then a fight opened up. We had a couple guys from our gym fighting in Colorado, in Grand Junction, and. Three weeks before my fight, like, hey, you want uh, you want to fight on this card? We just had an opening. This was probably like three, four, like the week of the fight. Mm. And again, I'm like, why not? Let's do it, right? Totally. Always say yes. And same, and this one, I kind of wish I wouldn't have took. I mean, I won the fight, awesome. but but uh, the weight cut was the, it was so brutal. So we had, we got up at, I got up at 4 a.m. We left at 5 a.m., got there, I don't know, 10, 11, 10, mm. 10 11 a.m. And I cut. 10 pounds in like six, seven hours. But for some reason, my body stopped sweating mm. and I just couldn't sweat and I was just super dehydrated. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyways, yeah I, uh, yeah, I won that fight and then I won my next fight three weeks after. So they're really, wow. yeah, close Very together. Anyways, the point is, yeah. And then come 2015, right? That's when, uh, so my grandpa, uh, My grandpa, he, uh, so he had a, so just a little backstory on, on him. He, so he raised me, uh, so my, both my parents, uh, you know, worked full time and he, you know, he, he was, he was the guy, I mean, like, I just, it's, it's crazy how selfless he was, you know, in his seventies and, and, uh, eighties, you know, he, uh. You know, he he would get up every morning and be like five in the morning, make breakfast. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how selfless this guy was. Drive me to school all the time, and he would do that for me and my brother. And 
such a big part of my life and uh, really helped me out during the times I was, you know, really struggling, you know, getting bullied in middle school and whatnot. And he really kept me going in such dark times. And and so, yeah, March 2015, he suffered a stroke. Hmm. And, and he was, it's one thing to like lose a parent. Or you know, I mean, like a caregiver. That's 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 my definition of a parent. Is you know, parenting is an act. It's not a title, right? So, right. it's basically whoever's taking care of you is your parent. You know, it's not so. Right. Yeah, he. You know, he. I think, like I said, it's one thing to lose someone. I mean, it happens. We all you know lose people in our lives, and I'm sure your audience they they all can relate to that. Like we've all go through that at some point in our lives, and if you have it. That's great. Take advantage of that because it's gonna hit us all at some point. And uh, mm. but seeing your your loved one suffer is, is different, you know. Seeing them pass away, but seeing them suffer is another thing. And he was in and out of hospitals. He never ended up coming back home. So he he had that stroke, and a year later, it's crazy. Like almost to the same day, he passed away. Mm. And it, it was very. I haven't I haven't talked about this with anyone. This is the first time I'm ever even talking about it, but it was very traumatizing for me to see him in that state, to see him lose weight, to see him just deteriorate. It's just, it, it was it was super hard, and that, hmm. and I had some other things going on in my personal life as well. You know, I had this girl that I was dating, and and it was it wasn't things weren't going well there. You know, and. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole other story, and then that happening to him. Like I, I just remember specifically, uh, I had a a, a fight uh, end of that year in December, and uh, and again, I, I always I was still taking fights, even though like I wasn't mentally I, there. I wasn't mentally there. I was struggling, yeah. and uh, and I had a fight in December, and I was training for that. But I just remember. Seeing, uh, seeing him at uh, this uh, this facility. Um, I don't know. It's just what do you call it? Like a care center, care center, or something like that. Yeah, some yeah. Mm. And man, I one night I just wish I wouldn't have went there to to say hi to him or see him because he was sleeping. But he was making he the, the noises he was making while he was sleeping is just soul crushing. Man, it really was. Mm. Um, anyways. Yeah, it's, and I think it was a combination of a lot of things, seeing what he was going through, and 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 then maybe part another part of it was just I was getting burnt out. I was I was training a lot, man. Like for me, one thing, one thing with me is I when when I go in, I go in, I commit. I don't do anything fifty percent. I don't do anything. I go all in. So I. I, I was training really hard. Like, I think, I don't know if I told you this, Monson, but, like, there was a point where I think it was maybe halfway through my fighting career. I was in the best shape of my life. I was running six, seven miles in the morning just for warming up. Mm. You know what I mean? It's crazy how how dedicated I was. I mean, not crazy because mm -hmm. that's just who I am, but uh, I, I think also there is a, there can be a downside to that, and I think... It's good for people to know that, like, be committed, but also take care of yourself. Because I wasn't taking care of myself. Just one part of yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you nailed it. So mm. 
if anything, your audience, I feel like it's it's important for people to understand that maybe if they haven't, it maybe if they can relate, if they're in the same shoes, like if they're one of those people that goes all in on something, it, it's great. There's nothing wrong with that, but don't forget that to take care of your other parts of yourself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I've, I've been there been there in the same position after my accident for sure right i know this isn't about me today but you got to take time for yourself not just in the physically physical department but also emotionally yeah so you can heal in that way at any time anywhere but you got to take time for yourself or else you're just going to spiral right exactly yeah and that's it's it's interesting you say that because i uh I kind of just had like a spiritual awakening, if you want to call it that, yeah. like during that 2017, not 2015. And so I took a year off, um, like 2016. And then my, my grandma got sick. So my grandpa passed away 2016, March. And mm-hmm. then my grandma got sick. She got a stroke and she passed away a year later, like passed away like one day apart from him. It's it it crazy. Oh, really? And yeah, so 2016, like you said, I finally had an awakening. I had a realization. I'm like, dude, MMA yeah. is not all that I am. Mm. And as much as I loved it, I had to just, I went through kind of like this dark night of the soul type of thing, if you want to call it that, where, uh, man, those are some really dark days. And and it's and looking back, it is such a blessing because it's led me to who I am today. You know mm. what I mean? And And, you know, working on myself and knowing that, hey, uh, you know, there's more to me than just MMA and, and really yeah. going within and um, well, and self-development, basically. And yeah. That's kind of where it yeah. took off. Like, I started getting obsessed with self-development and, and well, all that Well, I stuff. think that, uh, I don't know, to, kind of, to try and tie it all together in, like, this beautiful paradox of struggle and joy, um, that what you just said kind of sums it up and, as always, sums up what we do here. Um, but to start off, the struggle was internal. In high school and middle school, you weren't confident with yourself. You had struggles with that. And so you said, okay, I'm going to start doing MMA. And you started doing MMA, and that's where you started finding this confidence. You started finding this ability to grow, to learn. You're like, man, I am, you know, I'm more confident. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm doing great. Um, and then it's crazy that, you know, challenges come at those points. You're like, why now? You know, why am I? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing really well. Why is this challenge here? And with your grandpa, thank you very much for opening, by the way. Um, yeah. Opening up about that is hard. And so your grandpa, that comes, and that's a huge fork in the road. Um, but it's crazy to me, just trying to tie it all together, it's crazy to me that that happening kind of clicked with you. Hey, MMA is not everything. Although I enjoy this, this has brought me confidence his that that issue at the time the you know his death almost turned everything reverse and made you realize that MMA isn't what was making you confident what was making you develop more but it was you internally and for him to pass away and that to be a struggle for you it almost is strange that you look back and you're like okay in high school I thought MMA is what was bringing me out of the struggle but really I'm still struggling and now that my fa- my you know in a sense father has passed away, you then realize, like, oh, the struggle is within. And although I'm not here with MMA anymore, I'm learning now on the outside of things. Yeah. And it comes, to me, just looking at it from, from right now, it comes full circle, and, and it's like totally. now you've discovered who you are yeah. 
and that's where your confidence has come. And it's crazy that it's not through the accomplishments is where your confidence has come from. I'm sure that helped, but it's through the struggle and through overcoming that struggle is where you're now confident and where you're okay with yourself. You're okay being by yourself. You're okay with who you are as a person, which I think is really awesome. And I don't even know if you've thought about it that way. (laughs) That's something that we don't ever really think about until we kind of look back and realize like, wow, it's crazy that I thought what was bringing me happiness was filling the the gap. Yeah. But really the gap is internal and I needed to fill that. And somehow the man above through struggles, through challenges, through pain, he made me realize, oh, it's through, you know, spirituality. It's through being okay with myself. It's through mental health that has filled that void, actually, not MMA. Yeah. That's the beauty of, of this journey that we're on, you know, having this human experience being in this life is, is when you look back, it's one of those things, as you get older, you know, you start to realize that everything is just happened, you know, for, I guess for a reason, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's, it, it, I don't know how to, how to, how to word this, but, you know, I mean, going through that made me realize, like you said, what, what's most important is like not to neglect relationships, knowing that how important that is and, right. and caring for yourself and, and not being, not putting too much energy in one area, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and yeah, everything serves a purpose. That, that like I said, that's the beauty of it. it, it that, you know, life is like chapters. It's like a book, you know, you go through everything and, um, and, and you start to realize that everything is a learning experience. You go through something and it's hard in the moment, but over time you start to realize, hey, yeah, that's I needed to go through that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So like those beginning chapters don't make sense exactly until you've read the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're like chapter five. You're like, oh, now I understand chapter one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It just has a way of humbling you out as well. Totally. Life, life does, man. It's it's so trippy. You you feel like you know it all. You know what I mean? Like when you're at least that was for me. You felt like, yeah. Hey, man, I'm on top of the world. You know, I'm a. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, so, yeah, just, that's the beauty of it. Life just has a way of doing that to you if you're, uh, if you're not taking care of other parts and really just focusing too much on yourself and, um, it has a way of just really grounding you, right? So, well, I like that you said that it needed to happen. I think one of the things that, I don't know, we all at some point have thought, but it just doesn't register with us as people, is like we need challenges. We have to have challenges. Without challenges, we have no depth. Without challenges, we don't have those five extra chapters like Hayden's saying. Without challenges, chapter one's never going to make sense. Um, and, and, and it's so cool to see, it, just to put it into perspective, like Ali, I know him you know, on a personal level, and you know Hayden's getting to know him now. But like what you see on the outside and what you're hearing, you're like, oh, he's this tough dude. He takes knees to the face. Um, You know, that's what you see. But then you realize like, you know, as much as that is like we all struggle still. All of those people who have problems. Yeah, we like, I don't know. We, we, We compare ourselves so much to other people and say, oh, well, they do this and this. So they're so cool. And Ali is so cool. I'm not saying he's not. He is. <laughs> but, you know, you you have to look at everybody and kind of realize, like, there's stuff that they're going through. There's stuff that they've been through that I have no idea about. And if for yourself, I, I don't know. I try to make it a goal 
because it's hard not to judge. It's really hard. <laughs> it's, and it's hard not to compare yourself, but I try to make it a goal where I look at other people's lives and I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. Yeah. But then I remember, okay, this is what they've probably gone through to get to there. Right. And so I need to realize when I want to get somewhere, odds are you're going to have to go through something. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no purpose. There's no meaning to it. And it's also important to know that like suffering is a state of mind. It's, it's not dependent on your circumstances. Right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you have to understand that as well. Like anyone, regardless of what it looks like on the outside, it, it, like you said, it's so easy to be like, hey, this person may have it well or this person, you know, maybe, you know, whatever it may be, whatever's going on in your mind, it's... They so, don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it's, like I said, suffering, even loneliness, these are things that are state of minds. Like everything comes down to like what's going on in your mind. Yeah. That your mind can trick you into so many things. Your thoughts are not real. Like it's crazy when, when you're not managing your mind and let your mind manage you, like that's when things can kind of mm. spiral out of control. You know what I mean? Because we have, I don't know, was it 60, 70,000 thoughts a day on average? I don't remember where I heard that from, but that's a lot of thoughts. Mm. <laughs> that's a lot of thoughts, and the majority of them are negative. So it's it's very important to be able to to manage that because then you'll start to feel like, why am I going through this? Why, instead of asking the right questions, you know, like instead of saying, why am I going through this? Just yeah. be like, just think of like how good you have it. You know what I mean? And in the moment, yeah, I get we're human. It's hard. Obvious, you know, in the obvious. moment, it's fine. But the... the it's good to build that foundation because if you build that foundation where, you know, you're asking yourself the right questions, eventually you can pick yourself out of that slump, right? Maybe you have a bad day. That's fine. You know, but it's like, don't let that bad day lead to a bad week, lead to a bad month. You know, it can really spiral out of control. Totally. Very quickly. You can be in that slump, but you, it's just crazy for a long time. So, mm -hmm. but if you have this, if you build that foundation within you where you're asking yourself the right questions and you really understand on a deep level that life is happening for you and it's not happening to you like you mm. have to believe it man otherwise it's not gonna you're not gonna be able to handle obstacles as better as other people yeah i remember when i was in the hospital i had this visitor come to me and he i think he was part of nitro circus one of the founders and he um i think his name's garrett godfrey mm. so shout out to him but he came in, talked to me a little bit, and he said, through all the accidents that he's gone through just doing the stupid stuff he does on Nitro Circus, he would allow himself like an hour or two a day where he would just be a complete bum, hate everyone, get <laughs> all of his sadness, anger, whatever, into those hours, and he would just shut everyone out. He's like, that is my time to just be a jerk. He's like, but as soon as I'm out of that, I move on from that. That's gone. I'm going to have a good day now. And he just had to change his mentality. Mm. So I think it's important, like you were saying, like you have to, you can't put those feelings away. Yeah. You have to notice them and actually like acknowledge, get, acknowledge them, fake. give attention They're to them. They're there for a reason. See, yeah, you see what happened with me. I had to take yeah. like a whole year off because I let all that stuff build up and I didn't right. address it. Right. So that's where you don't want to take a, whole, a year. Totally. Yeah. Like, well, it took me a year to even get past what happened to me. And then it was awful, right? Like right. you got to address it or it's yeah. not fun. And I love how you, how you say that, Hayden, because it's like, it, it, and for me, it's it's so beautiful because, like, once you establish that routine where when you're in tune with yourself, like, you know you're having a bad day, you're feeling down, it's, 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 it's so beautiful where you can just embrace when you're feeling bad. Totally. You know, just embrace it. Like, if you're mm. down, like, listen to sad music. You know what I mean? <laughs> listen to some whatever. Mm. Be down. Enjoy it. And it's so weird to think about it that way. But we, I feel like 
that would change so many people's lives. It's human. It, yeah, because yeah. it's letting you know that you're human. We all have emotions. And just because you're sad, it doesn't make you any less worthy. It doesn't make you any less stronger. It's just more so you're human. You're going like we're energy. Like, okay, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know what you're saying. yeah. So it, you just got to address it. You go through that. And then the important thing is just don't let it lead to like a bad week. Even like I said, take it. It, it could just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Turn to something. Along no more it. than one day. Yeah. No more than one day, right? One day. Yeah. But everyone's different. You know, maybe a few days, but just. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. You get the point. Yeah. Right. Just don't let it lead to something a lot worse. Totally. Or don't let it linger. Yeah. I think, uh, I think for the most part, what are we at time, by the way? We've got about five minutes left. Dang, I feel like finally I'm starting to warm up. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it took good. me a while. It took me a while to warm up. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. But uh, I think it's funny with with what you're saying. What what you guys are kind of tying together with, you know, embracing it. It's funny when thing when I've ever had like a really bad day where things just like it's almost like the stars of things that piss me off just a line and all of a sudden all of them happen and oh i've noticed with you you know and then at the end of the day you're driving home and every red light you happen to hit and you're just Bro, like yeah. so true. i'm yeah. already pissed off yep. and now all this it <laughs> yeah. just you're like and then the person cuts you off you know that kind of stuff and yeah, you're like man. oh yep. i'm gonna lose my mind um yeah it's it's really funny because whenever i have days like that and I put the mentality that you guys are talking about where I just kind of embrace like it's bad, naturally I start to smile and laugh. And yeah. you kind of sit there and you're just like, I really like things just suck today. <laughs> you like yeah, that. You you like, exactly. You yeah. giggle it out. You're like, that. This, it's just kind of funny how everything went bad today. Yeah. And when you just kind of embrace that, you literally naturally smile. And then all of a sudden you're like, dang. And it automatically changes your perspective and automatically yeah. you're already wanting to, to do better. Um, I think we're, we're going to wrap up here. Um, I wanted a spe- very, very special thanks to Ali for coming on the show. Um, thank you for having me. Thanks for Appreciate all the perspective, it, the cool stories. I am so for interested real. myself. This, I mean, this might have been a selfish episode because I'm just so interested in fighting and all that stuff. And so it's cool to hear your perspective. Yeah. And then as well, just the stuff with, with your life. Like, it's just awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I... Uh, my main takeaway from today, what I would hope everybody at least takes away, you can take away whatever you take away, but for me, what I hope everybody hear, heard and, and listened to was at the end of the day, the void in our lives is not filled with things, with stuff, with activities, with accomplishments. The, that yep. is not the, Those assist the void, and they maybe keep the hole patched a little bit. Yeah. But what fills the void is is internalizing who you are and, and being true to yourself. For myself, I believe in God, as we've talked about. Um, if people listening who don't necessarily believe in God, like you have to find, you know, what do you believe in? Do you believe in yourself? Do you find peace with yourself? Do you find peace with where you're at as a person? Do you take the time to meditate and say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is the problem. Do I confront the problem or do I run from the problem? Yeah. Do you own up to it or do you deflect it? Exactly. You have two choices. Exactly. And if you take that time every single day and just kind of accept your emotions and say, okay, learn who gonna... you are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Once you learn who you are, that is that is what fills the void. And then all those other things, activities, accomplishments, exercise, uh, you know, taking care of your, your mental side of things, those things just keep the void there i mean they keep what fills the void let's imagine a hole in the it's wall it's like the cement capping thank after you. you filled it thank you 
was, thank you. You put a piece that together better than I could. <laughs> um, <laughs> struggling there, but uh, so that's my main takeaway, and I and, and I think that was really awesome. And so thank you, Ali. Um, as always, Hayden, my man, good work. Glad to be and, here. And uh, at the end of the day, folks, life goes on, and that's where we're gonna. My life must go on. In it fact. must. Go it on. must go on. It doesn't just go on. It must go it on. Must. Um, all right, let's let's wrap it up. Good job. Woo! Lego. <laughs> <laughs>